Princess fiancés, and welcome to episode five of Flooping the Pig, your catch-all Adventure Time podcast. On today's episode, come on, Apple Grease, I'm talking to my favorite cat with proximal knowledge of everything, Jordan Dallas, I mean Justin Houston, and Kevin, the Duke of Nuts Ford. I'm your host, Brad Garoon, and by the time you hear this, I'll have been a 30-year-old man who watches Adventure Time for a week. We're going to tackle episodes 17 through 20 of season one this week, so let's get right to it. Justin, tell me what you thought of when wedding bells thaw. This is one of those I, I haven't seen very often in the in the first season that sort of they d- doesn't get a whole lot of rewatches. But seeing it again, uh, it's it's really really funny, and it's it's kind of a lot of stalling in the episodes at times. But what makes it really special is they sort of this is the first time you see the Ice King in his goofiest form. I I feel like where he's totally disarmed now i can kill you oh wait 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 i am so stupid silly billy i came by to tell you the good news what's the good news i'm getting married to someone who wants to marry me (gasps) my betrothed is right over there hi honey hey cool guy where he's not just he's really not a villain at all until the very end until you realize that this bride that he's brought around is actually he cursed her and she is an unwitting bride and does not want to marry him and he becomes that villain again. Outside of that, it's just him kind of being that sort of silly, quick to temper old man that he become kind of becomes more prevalent. So like a nuisance. He's just a nuisance. He keeps getting in fights. You know, they try to have the male version of the bachelorette party for him, the manlorette party, of course. And he goes around and he gets in fights and stuff like that. And they get mad at him and they end up slapping him in the face every time he does it. And I liked it a lot. It was a really good, uh, that middle section with the sort of montage of them going through the manlorette party. I liked a lot. So I haven't seen it many times, but in watching it again, I really liked it, and there's a, a good number of stuff that gets referenced later on. Yeah, I'm with Justin. I really like that that party scene, especially the music that was that they played during the montage. Because in the beginning, the first thing they do is they're like dancing with these weird female teddy bears, and then these male teddy bears come in, and that scene is both frightening and hilarious with the music in the background they choose. So I agree that I think that was the best part of the episode. We talked about how last week how Justin is basically Jake, and for Brad's birthday, I found a picture of. Finn, Jake, and LSP all hanging out. And since I love LSP by default in my brain, Brad became Finn. So now when I watch this show and I think of Brad as Finn and Justin as Jake, it is way more enjoyable. <laughs> like, uh, That's pretty great. In the, in the beginning when, um, when Jake's playing music and Finn's just sitting there listening to music with his mouth wide open... That's now how I imagine Brad listens to music. That's how I listen to you guys talk on the podcast. <laughs> I imagine. I was just like, because I because I remember the episode starting, I was like, why is he just sitting there with his mouth wide open listening to Jake? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's just what I do. It's pretty good. I like the way that he slowly started doing it again the second time. <laughs> yes. <Jake started>. yes. 
<laughs> and then uh, I also thought it kind of revealed just the kind of person Ice King is, which is obviously evil when uh, the post at party when he's all hyped up and having a good time. He just creates a snowball out of nowhere and then smashes it. It's brutal, hilarious, and twisted the way that that went down. He And it's not just a snowball. It's an incredibly cute little snowball. Oh, it's snowball. so cute because it's like laughing with him and smiling and then bam, just right into the ground. Yeah, that was when you got a sense that all was not well in the Ice Kingdom. Right. I thought this was an interesting episode because it struck me as the kind of episode you'd see more often if Adventure Time was more of a straightforward show where you have Act 1 set up, Act 2, the ruse, and Act 3, the twist, or what have you. You know, we find out what's wrong, and then there's a resolution. So I really, I, I dug it, but it felt a little dry to me because it felt so by-the-numbers kitty cartoon. Yeah. But that said, I mean, there was some twisted stuff, like the snowball, like Carrie Kenny returning as the old lady princess. Who's, <laughs> That's um, who that was, okay. Yeah, and, and Jake, you know, marrying the Ice King, so we have our first gay marriage in Ooh that we know of. Yeah, then they have to have a, what does the Ice King call it at the end when he wants to have, like, his divorce party? He doesn't and say un, the word divorce. Unmarriage. That's yes. right. And then Jake and Finn just laugh as they go to the credits. The first time I saw this episode, I thought he was saying marriage. I didn't hear him saying unmarriage, and I was like, that's a really weird place to end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been much more strange than unmarriage. Yeah, but no, they just unmarried each other. But that that actually comes back later in a really funny throwaway gag, like three seasons later. Oh, really? Okay, awesome. Yeah, I don't even remember what episode, but I I did like when when it happened. I was like, wait, wait what the hell? Because I'd forgotten that this episode happened. Just like yeah, Justin, like you said, it doesn't get a lot of rewatches. It's not that outstanding or or memorable of an episode. But I'd forgotten it when he when the joke comes. It's just it basically it's just the Ice King going, "Hey, remember when you and uh, you know you and me were married? That was weird. Right. That was a good impression. <laughs> that was a good uh, impression. Thank you. I literally I do it all the time in the house, so it's gonna come up on the podcast numerous times. When it said it, I thought, well, that's a it's just another weird Ice King thing to say. And then catching this again, I went, oh yeah, they were actually married. So right. he was referencing something true. So I, yeah, I'd forgotten. I, I read a lot of Adventure Time wikis, so <laughs> when that happened, I was like, wait, what is he talking about? And I went and looked it up. <laughs> so that leads us to the next episode, which is one of my absolute favorites for probably regular reasons, known as Dungeon. And it's the first real Dungeon Crawl episode of Adventure Time. Actually, that's probably the reason it's my favorite. In it, Finn and Jake are putting up signs to seal off a dungeon by the orders of Princess Bubblegum. And Finn, knowing how dangerous it is, wants to go in into the dungeon and find the treasure, which I believe is called the Crystal Eye, in the middle of the dungeon, and Jake doesn't want to, and so Finn says he's going to do it by himself because he's a hero and an adventurer, and he has serious trouble getting through this dungeon, which is uh, it's pretty vicious. I like this episode a lot because it proved to be the first real difficult challenge for Finn. The proximal knowledge cat literally almost kills him. And Finn only escapes because he smelled like Jake and the cat is afraid of dogs. Couldn't figure out the jelly beast and he really sounded like he was panicking when the jelly beast or jelly cube almost swallowed him. And so that was pretty weird. And then, of course, at the end, Jake shows up. And the reason it took him so long to get there was because he had to go through a different kind of trial in the dungeon, more like brain teasers, things that Finn would have been good at. Although I have more, I'll have more to say about that after you guys say your opinion about this episode. And then uh, the episode ends with ambiguous lessons learned, which I thought was also pretty hilarious. Yeah, I thought it was really good, too. I think Jake needs to talk like Elvis more often because he says to the bubblegum premise at the beginning, like, whatever you want, mama. And it made me laugh very hard. I also like the, you mentioned the, 
the lessons learned thing at the end. I also like how they had the two graphics in the show, like the lunchtime graphic that looked like the adventure time graphic. And then um, when Jake and Finn had this thing where they realized that they need each other, it said newfound respect. So I like that as well. And there was just like the quirky moment where Finn realizes the the cat thing is is not all it cracks up to be. And he says bleep instead of saying a curse word. There's a couple little quirky moments like that in the show. So, yeah, I just thought it was really fun. I like the uh, the guardian angel that turned out to be evil, picking up Finn and flying him to the cage and her soothing him and then saying she's going to rip all his skin off. Good times. Oh, and also just Jake talking with the sandwiches at the lunchtime in the beginning and then just deciding to eat them was also really amusing for some reason. Well, the really cool thing about the sandwich gag is he later chooses the sandwich as his weapon of choice during one of his trials, and that proves to be a problem. There you go. <laughs> it's his crutch. This is my favorite episode from the first season. Um, it's also, I think, the second episode I ever saw. The first one uh, was the uh, the... Uh, I forget which one it was, but I saw it. And again, I was confused whether this was a TV show or whether this was, I didn't know what it was, <clears throat> but this one, I caught it at the beginning and I thought, oh, okay, this is an actual show. Um, so that's like going to come back and keep coming back. This must be some new show that they're doing. So in seeing it, uh, in, in the first run again, just thinking it's a kid's show, the bit with where the, the angel takes him away and her face turns genuinely frightened, which is the power of watching a kid's show that has adult themes like that is it can, it can jar you because you're not expecting anything kind of truly frightening. And in that scene, I was, I wasn't, it didn't like actually scare me, but I did not expect for it to be that horrifying looking. So I did kind of like jump a little. And I, this is again, one of those early ones that I just, I fell in love with and looking, going through the list just now, uh, it's my favorite one, but kind of continuing with the theme of these four episodes, the last one having that kind of messed up moment where Ice King brings a life into being and then just snuffs it out on a whim. The the really horrible thing that Finn says when he's reaching into the key in the big like jelly cube and he says something to the effect of, don't flaunt it unless you're going to give it up. Okay. We're meant to be, I want to have your baby. Oh, King, you're so good to me. Oh, Jelly Cube. Come on, give it to me. Don't flaunt it if you're not gonna give it up. I'll never get that crystal eye. That's exactly what he says. Oh, yeah, yikes. I loved it. It's so horrifying to hear. I like that on a lot of levels because it's not something that some kid's going to hear and he's immediately going to go out and rape all his classmates for wearing deep Vs. But, you know, anyone over the age of 20 is going to be like, what the hell? Which is awesome. Yeah, that's where the shot comes from. Not from the phrasing, but from that kind of language being sort of subtly disguised in a kid's show really caught me off guard because it's a phrase that means nothing to a kid and has specific direct connotations to rape as an adult um and the fact that they went there and weren't afraid to in the first season of a show that you don't know whether they're gonna let you have another one of is pretty amazing and ballsy and i remember at the time laughing and just with my mouth agape going i can't believe this is on a children's television network i think watching this show made me think did cartoon network change like did it become 
if did it slide to more to Adult Swim? Because I don't think I was watching much TV at the time. And then I thought, well, if they're sliding more toward Adult Swim, what in God's name does Adult Swim look like now? I don't think so. I mean, Adventure Time's on pretty late. It's on right before Adult Swim, or it's on at like seven thirty. Right. So it's not it's not a daytime kids show. It's and I think it's rated TVPG. I mean, I know it's rated TV at least TVPG or whatever the TV TV whatever. I'm gonna stop guessing <laughs> because there's so much violence in the show. So it has to be. It's PG. You know, I just looked yeah. it up. Okay. So, but I'll tell you. Speaking of Adult Swim, why we talked? I talked a couple of weeks ago about how Hand Banana on Aqua Teen Hunger Force really bothered me, right? And why a line like this does not bother me because Hand Banana actually raped Carl, and we saw it happen. And then Carl, it just, uh, and, really and they explicitly use the word rape over and over again, over and over again. And this is an allusion to like, I mean, look, it's a giant gelatinous cube with two eyeballs floating around, and it's disgusting. Oddly, this that that cube didn't bother me because it didn't have like 18 eyeballs in it i guess it's just a little it's a subtlety i think subtlety goes a long way what's interesting is you both said this is one of your your favorite episodes at least of this season if the the numbers on the wikipedia page are to be true aside from the 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 first episode ever the series premiere that was the doubleheader of slumber party panic and trouble in lumpy space this is the most watched episode of them all out of the rest of the season yeah kind of by a long shot oh yeah like it, it's only like I know a, a few hundred thousand away from the premiere while everything else is like not even close. I don't know how much I really believe in ratings, you know, for stuff like this, because I think so much of something like Adventure Time gets by on got first off got by on word of mouth and DVD sales and digital downloads and that kind of thing. And then now comic book sales and and I'm sure their merch sales are crazy. Oh, yeah. So there's that. One thing that did bother me about this episode is the is the assertion that Finn would be good at the puzzles that Jake was bad at. I believe that Jake would be bad at those challenges and puzzles, but I do not believe that, given what we know about Finn so far, that he would have figured this stuff out. Well, although they, he would have been he would have been good at spitting. That's the but, thing is yeah. that they designed those. I I feel like I feel the same way that you did. That there's not that these were actual riddles that he's not you know. That's not really his his type or his forte, but the, it was basically not choosing a sandwich and choosing a weapon would have been one. Spitting, which we've obviously seen, we've talked about on the show, he has a propensity for. Yeah, he um, is especially good at expectorating. Yes, <laughs> well put. <laughs> so, and the last one was, um, oh, j- simply not running and chasing a red dot. So, Great. All right, fair. <laughs> These were sort I of think... specific things to trip up Jake almost, right, like a dungeon me. rigged against him. Um, I think Justin would know best what would trip Jake up, since they're the same. <laughs> That's true. I'd have I'd have trouble denying choosing a delicious sandwich, even in a fight. So. Well, I am thoroughly convinced, which means that I listen to you. And then you <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's a joke based on something that happened off the air. And you don't get to have it, audience. Yeah, take that, loyal listeners. Well, loyal listeners, let's move on and talk about the next episode in the sequence of episodes that we're talking about today. And I am delaying because I watched these episodes out of order and had to go back and watch The Duke, in which, Kevin, tell us what happened. I really like this episode. So we cut, the beginning has Jake and Finn, they're playing with these uh, I don't know, potion bottles or something in the in the the empty moat of the Princess Bubblegum's castle. And Princess Bubblegum is chasing the Duke of Nuts, who we had not met up till this point out of their castle. We don't know why as of yet. And she goes up to her room to get ready for some uh, gathering that evening. 
And Finn ends up throwing this boomerang-shaped potion bottle that goes into Princess Bubblegum's room and renders her bald and colored green. And she doesn't see him throw this, so she presumes that the Duke of Nuts was the one who did so. And uh, Jake was going to go, I'm sorry, Finn was going to go and set the thing straight with Finn to let her know that he did it. But she was really upset about it, so she actually sent them to go take care of the Duke of Nuts. And when they get there, we find out that he got kicked out of the, the royal palace because he has a... A pudding problem. He he ate all of the royal pudding, and that's why he was kicked out of the royal castle. So Finn is too afraid to admit to Princess Bubblegum what happened. But so they try to stage this elaborate plan where it looks like that he that the Duke of Nuts was going to save her from being robbed, and that would lead to forgiveness. But it kind of goes awry, and Finn has to confess, and everything turns out okay. But there's also this really weird side story where apparently Jake has some sort of, like, advice column, and the squirrel has been chasing him down to print his letter for years. And it, it was just thrown in so bizarrely and randomly, but uh, but I really enjoyed it. I thought this episode was really fun and just really goofy, and I and I really, really liked it. Uh, Justin, do you know, because you're very good at these details, does Jake write his advice column as JT Dog Zone, or are we not supposed to know that he's him yet? We're we, there's never been any confirmation, and for those that are sort of further in the series, um, there's uh, there are books and um, that are written by this person named JT Dog Zone that um, Jake possesses and sort of has a an aversion to them almost. And uh, they've never said flat out that it's him, but in a recent episode, when a kind of a, a hot lady uh, startles him. He starts calling himself. He says JT, and he stops and says, "Uh, Jake the dog." And it's the first indication, I think, I believe that that he might have written these books when he was younger, and now he's sort of embarrassed by some of the things he wrote. Um, but no, it's as him. And there's even like a sassy photo of him, like arms crossed, kind of looking judgmentally. But no, it's it's as Jake, as far as I know. Yeah, that makes more sense. That squirrel. You haven't seen the last of him. This is another one that I did not remember this this side part of an episode. So when this squirrel comes back, and you will not see it coming, it's just this sort of, if you don't remember it, it's this out-of-context maniacal moment. And just like in this episode, Jake just sort of no-sells him as if, I have no idea who you are. So it's it's that more that much more confusing. So yeah, don't forget about the squirrel. If you take anything away from these, it's don't forget the squirrel, I guess. Actually, you know what I really – so I'm going to say that this episode, the, even just the squirrel part, I'm actually – I was much less interested in the Duke of Nuts aspect of this episode. I didn't think it was all that funny. It was fine. It wasn't bad. It was just kind of whatever for me. I thought the Duchess of Nuts, played by uh, Maria Bamford, who I'm obsessed with, is... Very good, yes. Yeah. She's always funny, and she was especially funny as the Duchess of Nuts. Do we know who played the Duke? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's the the dude There's a couple. He does Abracadaniel later on. He's the guy from Eastbound. Oh, Steve Little. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. I mean, he, he does good voice work. And I like the Marquis of Nuts is a cute voice, and that's a fun little gimmick. But, you know, that, that whole... The main storyline didn't do much for me. I love the squirrel. I'm going to, this isn't spoilery, but I think it's an interesting bit. And I, I think it's hard for us to do spoilers because there's so many episodes that by the time you listen to the episode that we might be spoiling, months will have passed. <laughs> and you'll forget. And I'll forget too. But in the meantime. Wait, are we jumping you, to the next episode? Because I have other things I want to say. No, we're not. I'm okay. still talking about the squirrel. So, or it's not a squirrel. Is it a squirrel? 
It's a squirrel. I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure it's a squirrel. It's just named Squirrel, as far as I know. It can't be named Squirrel. It is named Squirrel. Oh, that's so upsetting to me because there's another character named Squirrel later who's voiced by Mark Marin. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, that's, this that's this the Squirrel. We'll say right. this is Squirrel. That's the Squirrel. Got it. Well, this squirrel is voiced by Jeremy Shada, who also does the voice of Finn. So this squirrel comes back in an episode that is also the companion episode to a noir episode. And I have edited those two episodes together to make one big episode. And I keep meaning to send it to Kevin, and I keep forgetting. And it's just sitting on my computer. Oh, anyway, please I'll send that. it. I'm excited. Oh, oh send it to this guy as well. That's yeah, I'll amazing. Send, I'll send it to both of you, yes. So that the episodes are BMO Noir and Princess Potluck. Yeah, so I spliced them together to make Princess Noir. Oh, man. <laughs> and I think I did a pretty good job. Anyway, uh, Kevin, what, what else did you have to say about this app? So the one time the Duchess of Nuts says something like, would you like to hear what my nuts have to say? And I'm either going to have to steal that as an insult or a way of hitting on people, one of the two. Um, uh, no, don't say that to women, please. <laughs> I'm going to – challenge accepted. All right. Oh, also, watching this as as Justin being Jake, there was two moments where I said Justin would do something like this. The first is when they first go up to Princess Bubblegum and see her as green and bald, and, and Jake just starts laughing at her uncontrollably. <laughs> I'm like, Justin would absolutely do that to somebody. I don't know why. I feel like Schadenfreude was right up Justin's alley. Yeah, I got to accept that. All right. And the other one? The other one is when Finn and Jake are chasing after the Duke of Nut, and Finn goes, all right, you take the left, I'll take the right. And then he goes, I'll take the left, too. It's really good. It's really, really good. I love that moment. And I was like, yep, Justin would be that person, too. And that's exactly what he would say as he was doing it. I also really liked Jake when he was pretending. This is the scene I like when they when they're staging the fake non kidnapping or non assassination, and Jake's whole bit like I'm going to kill you and raise your children as my own. Is that rustling in the bush? Russell, Russell, Russell! I'm in ambush. Halt! What's going on? Oh, did I come out too early? Ahem. What are you here to do, stranger? I've come for the princess. I'm an assassin. Um, guys? Stand back! I will stop him! Yeah! Yeah! I'll kill you! And raise your children as my own! I like at the end, too, where they, they do... The whole point is that they're supposed to fool the princess, and the duke is now in the good graces, and Jake just runs out and yells like, Ta-da! At the end, like, not at all adhering to this guy's... Um, that, that also uh, made me laugh in that scene, but... Everything, everything in that scene was perfect. Okay, I, I, my in, in discussing the episode, I, just, I guess I like it more than I thought I did. There's also another good Jake line that's similar to the one you were saying, Brad, in uh, in Freak City. Well, speaking of Freak City, Freak City sees the introduction of one of the primary villains, one of the more difficult for Finn and Jake villains in Adventure Time, the Magic Man. I'm so uh, happy he's more than a one-time character. Oh, yeah, he comes back, and he, he actually, I would say, okay, so there are, to date, I think, three main villains so far. Three big, like, big bads. There's the Ice King, but he's, so he's the first one, and as any good cartoon or comic book or anything like that goes, as the first villain, he will eventually become an ally, of course. And there's, you know, we, we got hints of that in One Wedding Bells Thaw. There's Magic Man, who they still don't really know how to deal with, and he's kind of a god, although we don't. We don't. We haven't gotten into that yet. And then there's the Lich, who's who becomes the big scary bad guy. And, but we don't really hear from him. Oh, until near the end of this uh, season. So you got Magic Man, and he turns 
Finn gives him a sugar cube thinking he's a hobo, but does it because he thinks he'll get a reward. It's sort of like an anti-Beauty and the Beast kind of thing. Magic Man reveals himself and then turns Finn's into a big stinking foot. Finn hates being a foot. Jake loves that Finn's a foot, and it doesn't make any sense, but... We're sort of getting glimpses that Jake is selfish, so maybe it makes a little bit of sense. And while Finn is searching for the Magic Man, he finds other people who have been turned into body parts by the Magic Man, and they form a community together. And Finn has to teach them how to work as a team in order to confront Magic Man. K-Ford, 13, what did you think? That was fun. I love the Magic Man. When he just goes, Magic Man, as he goes on the screen, good times. It was interesting just, first of all, anytime Finn sings an auto-tune is great. Like the motivational song he has to get all the freaks together to try to go to go fight the magic man i love that get up gork i'm not gonna let you lie here and waste away you better get up gork or i'll pick you up today's the day and i'm not gonna be cool because i'm piping hot get up dirty get up kim i'm not gonna let you rock jack stop telling me to enjoy being a foot and get out of that Trash, get up! All of you make me sick. I'll fix you with my kicks. Gonna reconstruct your self worth. Break my emotional. Uh, yeah, I thought Finn being selfish or, or Jake being selfish was really interesting. Like, uh, <laughs> well, the one line that I love when he goes, I'm gonna rescue all the babies in town. And then, kind of seriously, only the babies. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and horrifying. We also learned that Jake apparently can sense when Finn cries or is going to cry. And that never comes up again, ever. Oh. <laughs> That's unfortunate because I thought it was—I thought it was a really sweet moment after him wanting Finn to remain afoot for his own selfish purposes, which actually explains at the end where it's complicated, man. You'll understand when you're older. I like, just really like—he's like, I always, I always wanted to be afoot. You were afoot twice yesterday. Because <laughs> <laughs> he can do that. It's complicated, Brad. You understand when you're older. I'm older. But yeah. I'm so old. I turned 30. T- <laughs> and yet you're still podcasting. I remember once upon a time you said something like, if I'm still It was doing- about wrestling. It was about wrestling. Okay. Okay. It was about podcasting. You're like, if I'm doing this I'm- when I'm 30, then ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it was, if I'm still reviewing wrestling when I'm 30, I'm going to be very upset with myself. It was a reaction to Scott Keith, who, um, for those of you who are only here for Adventure Time and not for wrestling, is a pretty prolific wrestling blogger. and But he's old. I always thought that was kind of lame. And then, but I stopped reviewing wrestling when I was 29. So it all worked out perfectly. So there you go, guys. The Dragon Gate blog is as dead as it is. It's, uh, I may, you know what? Maybe I'll give it to someone else. Maybe I'll give it to Lee Healy on Goodfellow. Okay. Is that, is that not what he goes by? What does he go by? On I don't know. I don't know, but I know who you're talking about. I don't think well, he, I haven't seen him review Infinity or anything in a really long time, though. Oh, okay. Well, he's, he's a nice guy. I like him. Anyway. But, but yeah, all in all, thought the episode was good. I like the Jake. Finn dynamic, really like the singing, and I really like the Magic Man, so I'm happy to hear he'll be back in the future. What do you think, Thunder Fudge? Well, a lot of uh, what, uh, a lot of stuff later. I'm going to be really excited to talk about Magic Man because that's where you get into a lot of the weirder stuff. Magic Man, <laughs> specifically Sons of Mars. Sons of Mars um, is so good. I'm so excited yeah. to get to it. Yeah, that's one of those that um, this will not be a half hour program. Uh, this will be much larger and longer and um we'll deal with i have some theories about characters because anyone that is so far away that episode yeah well okay kevin this is so much fun that justin and i can talk to someone who hasn't seen these episodes so first off i want to do two things first i want to say kevin i want you to pay very close attention to how often they say oh my glob or oh my gob or oh my grod 
okay. uh, instead of Oh My God or Oh My Gosh, because that becomes important in Sons of Mars. Okay. As it relates to Magic Man. Two, Justin, can we just take five seconds right now and predict which episodes, not saying why, but just the names of episodes that we think will lead to longer podcasts? Sons of Mars for sure. I think Definitely. his Euro, which is which we'll be doing in two weeks, where they introduce Billy. Yes, yeah, that will certainly uh, bring up a longer. I don't know how long because um, uh, I don't know how long we'll actually go on that one. I mean, it is good lore. Um, I would say I remember him. It's going to be one that I mean that obviously is going to bring well, up I think a lot that of conversations. Everyone in that storyline, I would say, is a big deal. There's yeah. Um, I think in two weeks, the new episode is, is getting into that kind of stuff. It's a Simon Petrikov episode. It is. It really is. And I, as soon as I saw the name before the description or anything, when I saw the name of the episode, I, I had a panic attack. Um, cause this is, this is something I've wanted them to do for a really long time. Uh, and I didn't know how they would do it. And I had this very vivid dream of them doing it in the style of animal man. Have either of you ever read Animal Man, Grant Morrison's run on Animal Man? I know um, about it, but I haven't read it myself. Like, I know the weirdness that comes with it. And like the, yes. Because that's where, like, he gets drawn, like, in between the pages and stuff at times, right? Right, Or the, right. Or the, he, the frames, rather. He becomes very aware that he is uh, in a comic book. And I don't want to give away the way it ends, but um, it's uh, it's basically exactly how I would have handled this particular situation with uh, the Simon Petrikoff character that um, – we haven't met yet, but we'll yeah, let's not, meet. That's one I don't want to spoil until we meet him. Right, but that's definitely, I mean, that that whole storyline, you're right, is going to be one that really there's just a ton of talk. And that's why I'm excited, too, for, for Kevin kind of being able to catch up and watch some of these because um, he's sort of, I'm, I feel like we're, we're different in our, uh, what we love most about the show, and I'm swept up in the lore more yeah, than I think, anything else. Yeah, I think else. you and I, Justin, kind of watch the show the same way. Right. But maybe Kevin will later. I mean, we don't have, he hasn't really gotten into, like, the history of Ooh stuff. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, we, like, we, we, we watch for the same reasons and we get the same things out of it, even if we um, take different things away. But, like, Kevin's the same way. Like he's again being a Chikara fan, you don't follow Chikara for the length of time and energy that he is devoted to putting their company over and making them money as as he has done, and not notice not being able to appreciate the humor, but also like the larger picture and the context and stuff like that. So for sure, um, yeah, I I kind of envy the way that he's going to be able to go through go through those again and i think four episodes a week is is digestible i feel like anything else either get burnt out or not notice enough things so i think the way that we're doing it is is absolutely perfect for i would i would agree except i watched the entire series in like two weeks <laughs> but you know, do that I'm with like, every tv show you watch i really do it's one of those shows that's so easy to binge watch because it's so radically it's not like um one arrested development you know where you're getting the same kinds of beats from one segment to another, you know, it's so different within from episode to episode. Oh, um, I'm so annoyed. I just looked at, at um, broadcast dates. So for those who don't know, there are new episodes of Adventure Time airing right now. We're getting towards finally the end of season five, which has been a maybe the longest season of television in the history of television. Maybe. <laughs> it's been going on since November of 2012, and it's now February oh, of 2014. Yeah, it's, it's 52 episodes. And they've aired 46 of them. So there wasn't. Expensive Blu ray. For real. So there wasn't one last week. 
Uh, Rattleballs was on two weeks ago, and an episode called The Red Throne is going to be on the day that you, by the time you hear this, that will have just aired. And then we'll have to wait two more weeks for the episode Betty to air. Yeah, this will be a build-up episode, too, which is sort of something that I, I want to go back and mention because we talked about the fact that um, Cartoon Network, they have a value system that's probably more geared toward uh, gear and their video games and downloads more than just ratings. However, for big episodes or for episodes they sort of value, they'll take a couple weeks off and build it up. Yeah, like Simon and Marcy. That yes. one took forever it felt like it really it was the and i mean the wait was worth it but it was agonizing and even um you know there's been this whole saga involving uh well i don't want to say it was involving but there's an episode called earth and water that i felt like that took they really built that one up or maybe in frost and fire that was the one frost and fire they spent a good deal there was even a new episode they between kept, the build-up yeah they postponed frost and fire it was gonna air and then they 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 put it off yeah, so they will occasionally, for big episodes like these, they will build it up and have it, and I think that'll be one of these. I think that's why it's we're going to get a new one this week, and then it'll be two weeks before the next one. I think they're really going to build it up because it's um, – Well, you know, the this episode this week, The Red Throne, that is that is coming off of the Frost and Fire – well, really more the Earth and Water episode. Right. Man, I am so excited to get to this stuff. <laughs> let's, let, <laughs> no. let's, so I, I just want to say one more episode that – probably you wouldn't think that I, that we'd talk about a lot but it's my it's it's hands down my favorite episode of the show and it is part of uh one of these arcs we, we've been talking about a couple of these arcs there's the simon petrikov arc there's the frost and fire arc there's the there's the lich arc slash billy arc which includes the Unchiridian, like that comes back right. but there's also an arc that it's not as strong but it's it begins i think in king worm it is part of the lich arc and it and it comes back in my favorite episode of the show, Pahoy. Yes. And I think it's real. I think it really started to kick into high gear in Blade of Grass. I think Blade of Grass um, put us on that road where yeah, we you know think, where it's going. Yeah, yeah. I think that, I think that's it. Anyway, we'll get to all that. But Pahoy is my favorite episode. We'll we'll be there in a year or whenever we get to yeah. season five. Just a quick story on that. My girlfriend, who again watches this as well, she was out of town and I watched it without her because I'm just terrible. When she watched it, she was super excited about it because it was it was basically it was about getting Finn getting this new sword. She and I looked at her and said, "Do you, you know what this means, right? You know that the only way that he can get rid of that sword." I know, I know. I'm not going to go any further, but she it did not dawn on her, and I ruined her night. Yeah, just by right letting her know that we're on that road. Yeah, it's it's gonna. I don't I don't know how they're going to handle it because it's so dark. I don't know why. I well, I see. We can't even talk about it because I, I can tell you exactly how it's worked in other types of things in these situations, but uh, it would give it away. So, okay, so um, let's go, let's finish talking about Freak City, <laughs> right? And then there's the Magic Man arc, which is also very cool. Uh, yes, and I again getting into that stuff later. I think it's we're related directly to another character. And I'll be interested in your take on that because I have a weird theory about Magic Man. But anyway, that's well into the future. We'll all be a year older by the time that we <laughs> get to that. This episode, Back to Freak City, starts a tradition of its own that I love because I'm a Star Trek fan. And this is the first episode where a Next Generation alum voices a character. This is oh. uh, Gork, Star Trek Next Generation. A bunch of the actors that were in that show, cast members, have done voices in Adventure Time, and this is the first example of that, as far as I know. Michael Dorn, who played Worf on the show, 
played the kind of main freak guy, Gork. So two things about that. One, I liked that when the freaks got transformed back into their original beings, Gork was essentially the same. Right. And I also uh, want to say that my favorite episode, Pahoy, also has a Star Trek Next Generation alum doing a voice. I don't know his name, but he plays a, an older version of Finn. Yes, uh, Jonathan Frakes is his Yeah, name. and he's awesome at it. And that episode is amazing, and I'm going to watch it after we finish this podcast. <laughs> I've probably seen it a dozen times. I love that it. one and Card Wars has a permanent place on my DVR. Card Wars is really fantastic. Card Wars is where we get the title of this up, of this podcast from. <laughs> exactly. So that that uh, I think I recorded them. They were on back to back in uh, like July of last year, and it's just going to stay there as long as my DVR allows it. Card Wars is, I think, the first episode <coughs> that I saw after my initial seeing because I think Brad just sent me the episode, and I really enjoyed it. It's really good. Oh, and it's that's going to be a crazy episode if it works out that of the podcast if it works out that um. Oh my god. Oh my god. Guys, I cannot wait till we get to season four. There are so many good episodes right in a row. Card Wars, Sons of Mars, Burning Low, Bemo Noir, King Worm, Lady and Peebles, all in a row. We really need to stop talking about future episodes because like, you know what, this episode's crap, but we're gonna get to no, the good stuff. No, it's not. This is, this is good stuff, but that stuff's crazy. But then you made me, which I, I might even sit out. Oh, no, <laughs> I, don't, it's, I don't like that one at all. It's it, that, so actually the funny thing about um, oh my god, can we stop doing this? No, I'm about to talk <laughs> about Freak City. Oh, okay. The funny thing about Freak City is, uh, you know, you guys know it's been well documented on this podcast that I really don't like freaks. They, they, they give me the fucking jibblies, and I just don't like looking at them. But these freaks didn't bother me, and I really liked that they made a body at the end, and Jake became the, the pants. I, I, I just, I really dug that whole bit. Did it? Was it because I noticed that most of the freaks kind of spoke, like in this very calm voice? Maria Bamford probably did like three of them. Yeah. And instead of just being like, they were all like, oh, this is this is so not, you know, they caught really calmly. <laughs> the one that you just did, she was great. Yes. She would, she would say something under her breath and then repeat it just slightly like, thanks, Finn, you're so great. Thanks, Finn, you're so great. Yeah, you're I love that. <laughs> that was the point is that is that they if they had these like horrifying voices, he, Gork vomited fire. That's true. Well, that's the thing is that the voices are the way you get away with it. Because everyone's sort of, you know, even the, the Gork is, uh, it's Michael Dorn. He has a fairly melodious voice. Right. A Cyclops so. doesn't bother me either. That's not so bad. It's like, it's it like wasn't like a Cyclops. You know what bothers me more than, than this, where they're like, they're one body part with a face? It'd be like, if they were made of multiple faces that were smushed together, that really bothers me. With one <laughs> notable exception. Um, but it, I don't want to get It's really that. human features on things that really bother you. I think. Yeah, or like think you know what it is? I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's the uncanny valley. Are you guys familiar with this term? I am. Kevin. I'm not. Okay, so the uncanny valley is the reason that we don't have androids like they have in movies. It's people are comfortable looking at things that look completely different than what they're used to, or things that look exactly like what they're used to, but not things that look slightly different than what they're used to. So a robot that looks like a machine is okay. A robot that actually is a that is a person you couldn't tell the difference is okay. But a robot who like has like a slightly plastic face, you'd be uncomfortable with that being in your house all the time. Okay, that makes sense. So that so that's the uncanny valley. So for me, it's if someone has six fingers, that's an uncanny valley. That's that's well within the uncanny valley for me. They do a bit about it on Thirty Rock that explains it perfectly, where they're trying to create a pornographic video game, and he shows yes, a graph yes. of like how far you like you know in between like you know stick figures and then reality how it just dips down completely 
when it's just it's almost real, but there's just little little details off. And I do have that sort of like I think everyone has that kind of revulsion. Uh, it's either they either have I honestly think they have that built in revulsion or it turns them on. I really feel that way. Um, any other any other comments about Free City before we get to the snail? No, other than um, every episode that you see a next generation person in going forward, if you hear their voice, it's an awesome episode. There has not been a bad episode with them in it. So, what this interesting is, coincidence. I know. This is no exception. This was a really fun episode. You like Bubble? Yeah. What? Uh, well, you we'll talk about it like later. I, I don't like dislike Bubble, but I'm not I'm not crazy about Bubble. Save it for the episode, guys. Yes. More okay. more to look forward to years. Fine, fine, fine. Kevin, did you find the snail? Four for four, gentlemen. Oh, Once my again. goodness. Good See, grief. you guys are talking about, oh, let's watch a show for the humor and the intricacies and the stories. And man, <laughs> no, snail. That is why I watch the show now. That is the goal. If I do not find the snail, it is a failed episode. But let's do this. Let's go through the four snails in this. Do it. Um, I also decided that each week I'm going to decide which snail is my favorite. Like, I think the best one of that week. Like, oh, that was really clever. They hit it there or something. So we'll get there. Uh, when Wedding Bells Thaw. Not not great. Just right at the beginning when Ice King knocks on their door, the snail's just outside the house. Uh, the dungeon one is by far the maybe the best snail to date. When Finn is being taken up by the guardian angel into the into the birdcage, when he gets dropped into the soup mixture, a bunch of stuff rises out of the soup, and one of them is the snail for like a millisecond. And the best part about this snail is that when he comes up and waves, he's frowning because he is sad to be a part of the stew <laughs> mixture. Amazing. Uh, and the Duke... When uh, Jake and Finn are kind of talking about what they wanted to do, and they kind of realize he's a nice guy, they show a scene where the Duke puts down his cape to let a family of ducks cross a puddle of water, and the snail is there. Mm. And then in Freak City, he is on the handrail of the bridge that's above the tunnel where the town folk throw Finn when he's a big giant foot. And that's where the snail is in all the episodes. You nailed it, Kevin. I'm impressed because since we decided that the snail was really going to be a thing, I think you have a perfect score because we gave you uh, City of Thieves off because it wasn't really a snail. Yeah, that was that was not okay. That was a, a BS snail, if you ask me. I'd say if, if we find BS snails, you'll be off the hook. And and I'll, I'll also say this. You got extra credit for finding a second snail in Evicted. So It all evens out anyways. It evened out. Okay, Twitter time. Justin. Uh, it's my name, Justin J. Houston. I don't tweet often, but when I do, it's with purpose. Uh, Kevin. Well, before I get into the Twitter, I do want to remind people that all of Adventure Time Season 1 is available on Netflix. If you have Netflix and would like to follow along, go listen to our past episodes as well. And if you have not listened to those, and you can watch the episodes, listen, and have a laugh with us. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at KFord13. You're also listening through to the Pro Wrestling Ponderings, either the website or the iTunes feed. If you're not on iTunes, subscribe to it there or on Stitcher Radio, leave reviews and stuff. Get all our other podcasts through there as well. And uh, follow PW Ponderings on Twitter also. Brad. You can find me at Garoongate. You can also find me at Burger Weekly. You can also find the podcast at, at DG Cool Kids Table. Yeah, so that's all. that's all good Twitter stuff. This was a really fun episode, guys. Yes, well I enjoyed it. I like the part where we talked about future episodes that haven't happened yet. I, I also like that part, and I don't think you need to be bitter. Okay, fine. Next week, we'll try to keep it season one-centric. Next week is also our final season one-only. It's our final episode Our final episode that has strictly season one episodes, and then the following week, it'll be our season one into season two episode, which is also very exciting. So come back. 
We got some great stuff, some really good conversation coming your way. I'm finally getting a little bit of feedback that people are actually listening to this podcast, so that's very exciting. So tell your adventure time-loving friends. Yeah, and please let us know that you're listening to it so we don't feel like we're doing this for ourselves. Yeah, we got like one – I got one bit of feedback, and it was confusing at best. Yes, yeah, we all so did. Weird. That was make super your, strange. Make your compliments and complaints concise and clear, folks. Yes, please. Yeah, don't <laughs> tell us that you're looking for a different kind of adventure time, but then – and then, uh, and then we're with exactly what the Adventure Time we're talking about. Right. We we know that this is an Adventure <laughs> Time podcast, <laughs> and we know that it's not the actual television show. Yeah, a good comment is not this isn't a video game. Like, well, of course it's not. Right. That was very odd. Anyway, uh, but that was on Twitter, and we do want you to tweet at us at DG Cool Kids Table, especially, but at uh, Justin J Houston K413 and Garoon Gate, especially. And until you do that, we've been flooping the pig. I flooped the pig. Magic man.